Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to Within the Lines, episode four. Tyler, how are you feeling on this lovely Wednesday night? Mm, I'm feeling good, man. We got some uh, NFL, NBA trades going on. We got the trade deadline this week and then uh, the... Avengers and Captain Marvel trailer dropped during the Super Bowl. And you didn't mention the terrible, terrible Super Bowl that your team probably would have won if they played it. Yeah, they would have probably won, but I didn't care about it enough. So, Yeah, and if you're listening to this episode, I want to say I'm disappointed in you for not listening to last week. <laughs> All eight or so people that listened last week, thank you. And uh, yeah, let's get into the show. I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Okay, Tyler, so we're coming off the big game, Super Bowl 53. Some would say the most boring Super Bowl ever. One touchdown. Tyler, how you feeling? I like to know how you're feeling. I I think my Saints should have been there, and they absolutely would have won. Um, me and you were talking about it. Brady had the easiest road to the Super Bowl possible. Yeah, I brought that up, by the way. Yeah. I just said me and you were talking about it. More like a fact I brought up. (laughs) Whatever. You know, you had three... um, Inexperienced. Inexperienced quarterbacks and teams going up. You know, I had Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, and then Phil Rivers, but... Phil Rivers has experience, but the rest of that team is pretty young. Exactly. No playoff experience. So I think, think, uh, you know, Drew Brees and a more experienced team absolutely would have beat them. We would have scored more than fucking three points, I can tell you that much. Probably. I mean... Yeah, it was a very boring Super Bowl. I don't even remember much from the Super Bowl, and this was the first Super Bowl I've watched in three years, and like I genuinely was watching it, and I can't remember five, more than five plays, maybe. 
It, it was, was just back-to-back punts nonstop. It was so dry. It was so boring. And, I mean, I guess, you know, it was a defensive game. I think the Rams' defense played absolutely stellar. The pass rush got to, the, you know, got to Tom Brady. He didn't play great. Him and Goff both didn't play great. Rams' defense did all they could, and I think the moment was just too big for the Rams, you know? I mean, no experience, like we said earlier, and it was just, you know, the offense was not good. I mean, obviously, Jerry Goff doesn't have experience, but he beat Drew Brees last week, so. Oh. Okay, the Rams. <laughs> he was gifted the beat, but he they should have lost even him. that game. He's, but he outplayed Drew Brees, so he showed that he could step up in a playoff atmosphere, and he just did not look good. We had the same, you know, Todd Gurley narrative. CJ Anderson didn't yeah, look good. 35 yards for Todd Gurley. Yeah, and it's just the Rams really couldn't do anything. Yeah, I'm Julian Edelman had a big game, and Sonny Michelle scored the only touchdown, I believe. But yes. Other than that, Brady didn't look that great either. I mean, steroid user Julian Edelman as well. <laughs> I think the first, you know, if this was baseball, he wouldn't be allowed to play in the postseason, but instead he's the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. And, I mean, it'd be nice if we could extend this and talk about this to make the episode longer, but there really isn't much to talk there about. There was nothing. I mean, it was a boring game. Besides how Two missed field goals. Yeah, I mean, the commercials weren't all that great. The NFL 100 commercial was awesome. I don't know if you saw that one with all the I NFL know. legends and everything. That one was good, but I don't really remember any other commercials that I really laughed at. Or, you know, we saw the Endgame commercial, which we'll get to later in the show. But yeah, there was a halftime show is okay. Very disappointed. I didn't like the halftime show at all. Maroon Five didn't play you know moves <laughs> like Jagger, but old first song. Well, they didn't play SpongeBob one. It was my prop bet. I told you, man, they weren't going to... That's bullshit. They were going to tease the hell out of that, but they weren't actually going to do it. Yeah, they, they, showed, they showed a clip of SpongeBob. They didn't play the damn song. Rune 5 didn't even have to be the ones that played it. No. They literally could have just played the SpongeBob clip. Yeah, and just had like a marching band perform the yeah. shit or whatever. And like a hologram or something on yeah. something. They could have done it. They chose not to. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's like some weird licensing rights with it. They couldn't get it or something, but I don't know. I don't know why they would tease it like that, you know, tease it before. And then, yeah, Squidward was somewhat you know in it but it wasn't yeah. anything special and then they you know i'm so bad travis scott that's who it was yeah, right travis i'm scott. so bad with these things <laughs> that one what's that song called that he performed sicko, sicko mode, mode. that's drake in it and drake wasn't even there yeah like i mean i know some people think that the super bowl halftime show is not big enough for drake that drake's too big for the super bowl but i mean that's like 110 million watchers at home that's not too big for drake so yeah i mean beyonce did it come on now <laughs> But, I mean, Maroon 5 kind of, you know, it sucked, but Maroon 5 kind of did what I expected Maroon 5 to do in the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's like I said, it was all right. It wasn't anything amazing. Like, you know, like I said, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but they should be the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving yeah. Day halftime show, not the <laughs> Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. Halftime, half, halftime show. But next year it'll probably be like Imagine Dragons or Taylor Swift or, I predicted it. I don't remember who I predicted. Probably Taylor Swift. Ed Sheeran would be nice. You like Ed Sheeran. I don't think he'd put on a good halftime show. I li- I think it'd be good. I mean, who would you want to see in the halftime show next year? I don't know. Someone more not Maroon 5. Like, <laughs> I mean, Drake? <laughs> yeah, I like Drake. That would be a good it's halftime show. It's the biggest show. star to not do it so far. But, I mean, where is the show next, the Super Bowl next year? I should probably know this. Let's see. Super no Bowl 54 location. It's is Oh, it's in Miami. So is there any like... Guaranteed Pitbull. 100% oh yes, going to do halftime. <laughs> I want a Super Bowl halftime show of half Pitbull and half Flo Rida. Oh my! <laughs> that is what we need in our life. I mean, if you just look, okay, here it is, bro. You just look up Miami music artists from Miami. We got Pitbull. We have Gloria Estefan. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm offending anyone. Pitbull, Flo Rida, 
and DJ Khaled and Enrique Iglesias. Do the show writes itself. There. <laughs> that is a lit <laughs> halftime show. Trick Daddy. I've never heard of Trick Daddy. Jason Derulo. He won't be in it. He's not big enough. Little Pump. Is he the dead one? Smart. No, no he's good. <laughs> <laughs> is he the one in jail? He's the one who. No, he's just got. Oh, fucking. He's a little pump. I think he's in jail, right? I don't think he's in jail. No, that's Takashi69 who's in jail. <sighs> they all look the same, bro. <laughs> little pump. I was going to say Little Pump's the one with the rainbow hair, I think, and then I realized I was wrong. No, I'm pretty. He does have. He has, like, pink hair. Is he dead? Who's the dead he's one? He's not dead. That, the little... Facts department. Ding, 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 ding. Riley? Who is the little rapper that's dead? Like, Lil what? Little Peep. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Lil Peep. R.I.P. <laughs> little Peep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and then, you know, we had the Gronk retiring bet. We had, you know, that storyline. I don't think he's going to retire. He hasn't retired since the time of recording this, so I didn't win that part of the parlay bet last week. But I don't know. You know, I think Gronk's going to play as long as Brady's plays, and Brady has, you know, the opportunity to win seven Super Bowl rings, more than any NFL franchise. Yeah. It's cool to say... I mean, it's awesome to say, like, oh, I have as many rings as any franchise. It's even better to say I have more, more rings than any <laughs> franchise. Of course, they're going to repass them in the future, but. Yeah, I mean, Brady plays a position where he gets protected, even more so with the rule changes and everything. Gronk just didn't look good all season. I don't know why he would want to keep doing it when he can make so much more money doing other things. It just makes sense. He he went, He could go out on top, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, but if the Patriots are okay with it, maybe they use him you know what I mean? Like play him throughout the season, use him very, very gingerly, like not even half the snaps, like a third down red zone, like Antonio Gates on the chargers this year. And then just kind of like take the car out for a ride in the postseason. You know what I mean? I guess. Like yeah. if the Patriots are going to pay him however much he's making and he can still do endorsements on top of that. I mean, why not? If he's, as long as he knows they're going to contend. Cause the second Brady retires or the second he's not on a contending team, if he ever got traded or anything, oh, yeah, he's, he's gone. gone. There's not a chance he's playing. So, I mean, I mean, I get it. I just think it makes so much sense for him to retire. Like, he's beat up. He can make so much more money other places. He's going to go down as, like, a top two tight end of all time. Antonio Gates, number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he made $9 million this year. He is a free agent. So, well, $11.8 11 after, like, his signing bonus and everything. So, I mean, if the Patriots are like, hey, we'll pay you $12 million. We'll assign you to a one-year deal for $12 million. You're only going to play 30% of the snaps and in the playoffs. I mean, depending how much he loves football, I mean, why not, you know? Yeah. But I don't know if he'll retire, too. He's a little – those hits have gotten to him. He doesn't make the smartest decisions, so. <laughs> but, yeah, and that leads to our prop bet, you know, our uh, recap. Yes, it does. I was the winner of that with a whopping total of one of my bets hitting. Um, <laughs> we were one for ten combined. <laughs> the agreement was that the loser had to wear – the opposing team's jersey on the podcast. I forgot my Chargers jersey. Tyler, you're, you'll wear it next time. We got an interview next week, so maybe you'll wear it during the interview. I'm gonna, to. I gotta I'm pay gonna up. snap pictures. You know, I forgot the jersey. That's my bad. I can't blame Tyler for that. But yeah, it was terrible. Um, the only bet that hit Donald Trump under six tweets, and it was way under. Only two tweets on the yeah. day. I mean, he took the day off. I don't remember the odds. I think it was plus five hundred, but. No, yours was even for the Trump tweets. Was it even? Yeah. <laughs> Easy money. I should have bet my bank account on that. Last year, he only had three tweets on Super Bowl Sunday. I should have bet, you know, bet my bank account, my non-existent 401k. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was all bad. I was over 5. I had two bets that were favored. Yeah, did you have any ones that were close to happening? Uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin oh, that's was right. up the entire game. I was sitting there checking it the entire game. Super Bowl ends, I check it, and it dropped down last second, like 20 cents. I think... 
because of the odds and how much I put on the Trump tweets, I think I still would have won. I haven't checked the numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Mine was a favorite, so I only was going to win like seven bucks. Yeah, I think, on but the Bitcoin. And then you had, you know, the puppy mating thing. I brought up the point that they probably wouldn't televise that. And then you read an article saying that they're not allowed to televise yeah. that. <laughs> did research Animal Planet doesn't allow it. Yeah. So kind of screwed. Um, there. What else did you have? Ty? Uh, you boring game. So there's no kick return for a touchdown. Almost the first kick return, though. Brought it back to midfield. I was late. I didn't even see that. Yeah. So brought it back to but midfield. no, the game sucks. So no one went out and fucking balls to the wall and returned a kick. Yeah. Um, a lot of punts, too. You had a lot of chances. Yeah. It was like all punts that game. Still nothing. Yeah. No uh, halftime SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. I mean, they mentioned it, but they did not. The bet was perform the sweet victory, and that obviously did not happen. Oh, and it was blue Gatorade instead of orange. Instead of orange, that's right. Break my damn heart. I think you guessed blue on the podcast last week, too. Yep. Um, I had first song performed by Maroon 5, Moves Like Jagger. That was the last song they performed when Adam Levine controversially took his shirt off. Do you know there's controversy about that? Why? I why is there controversy? In my college class, we were talking about it, about his nipples, about why it's fair for him to take his shirt off and show his nipples, but Janet Jackson got, like, blacklisted and shunned when her nipple slipped. Because it wasn't even her a fault. girl. That's just how rules are. Sure, we could change the rules, but that's how it is now. Yeah, just I know. accept it. Well, obviously, I don't think Janet Jackson should have been shunned for something no, that wasn't her fault. No, she absolutely should not have. But, I mean, that's the societal norms, and it'd be cool if, you know, women could show their nipples. I'm all for it. I mean... <laughs> I really don't care if guys or girls show their nipples. You know, that's just the societal norm. And, you know, if girls, more power to them. If you want to show your nipples, show your nipples. I am not going to complain, you know, to those women that want to be fair rights. But uh, <laughs> as my girlfriend's sitting here, I don't think she can hear me, though. Um, time remaining on the clock after the first score. Ladies and gentlemen, I avoided the worst bad beat of my betting career in the Super Bowl. So I bet 530 to 559. If you listen to the podcast, which you probably didn't last week because we only had eight listeners. I did really bad math and thought that it would take seven I minutes. you're going to skip over that. <laughs> and take seven minutes to score, thinking there was 12-minute quarters. There's 15-minute quarters in the NBA. So my math wasn't even right. You just said NBA also. <laughs> no, it isn't the NBA because they play 12-minute oh, okay. quarters. So it would have my bet was 530 to 559 remaining, which would have been a, what, nine and a half, nine to nine and a half minutes to score. So I was like, crap. You know, I was going to bet on real money plus 2,500, 25 to one odds. 20 bucks to win 500. Almost did it right before the game. And honestly, the only reason I didn't is because I was working on articles for the newspaper and I just ran out of time. Like, I just lost track of time. The Patriots have a field goal attempt, I believe, with like 542, 545. Easy field goal. You know, I don't remember. It was in the 40s. And they shank it left. It mm. would have hit for this competition. I would have won 250 imaginary dollars. But can you imagine you put real the money heartbreak if I... 20 bucks isn't a lot to lose. But knowing that you had 500 in the bag if he makes a field goal <laughs> and he misses, uh, I'm so happy I didn't make that bet. At first, I was pissed that I didn't make it when they had the field goal opportunity. I'm so happy I didn't make that bet, Tyler. Oh, yeah. You would have been heartbroken. I would have loved to see it. Oh, dude. It was. And then I got the Gronk retiring. You know, obviously, that hasn't happened yet, so it doesn't win. Winning margin at halftime. Rams 10 to 12. <laughs> I mean, considering that the two teams scored a combined 16 points, that obviously didn't happen. And then we had the Donald Trump under six tweets, bet 25 on that, so to win 25. Brought you home the dub. And I am the champion, betting 100 imaginary dollars to win 25. Mm. I'm happy I didn't bet on this in real oh, life because yeah. <laughs> I said I was going to. So, oh, I mean, man. I don't gamble. Well, I shouldn't gamble. I do gamble. I shouldn't gamble. Um, 
I was going to gamble on NBA before we started this podcast, and I realized I don't know enough about NBA gambling <laughs> to uh You're also talking yourself into the Angels being World Series champions this year. <laughs> Anyone out there betting World Series odds, 50-1 to 1 for the Los Angeles Angels. That's insane odds for a team that has the best player in baseball. It probably won't happen, mm-hmm. but when... If the Angels do make it close, everyone's going to be like, wow, the Angels were 50-1. to 1. They should have been like 25-1. to 1. It's going to be a storyline in October. That's the thing. It's like but one it's of those. not going to happen. Like Patrick Mahomes being 55-1 to 1 before the season for MVP. 55-1, to 50-1. to 1. I mean, come on now. It writes itself. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we had Julian Edelman won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP. Wasn't Brady, so that was cool. Did he deserve it? Probably. Brady didn't play great. He was Edelman was a top pass catcher. Maybe you could have made a case for Gronk if that big play ended up being a touchdown. The one that led to the touchdown where he fell at the two. Yeah. If that was a touchdown, I 100% think it would have been Gronk because biggest play of the game, you know, maybe he would have retired them. I, mean, I don't know. Sonny Michelle had like, I think, 95 yards rushing and the only touchdown of the game. So it could yeah. be a case for him, but. You could have, but it wasn't. It was like kind of 95, like. Garbage yards. Yeah. Well, not garbage because it wasn't garbage time. But, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, he has 95 yards. What? Like one of those performances. So, But that leads me into America's favorite segment, Trivia Time with Tyler, our only recurring segment of all the episodes. Mm. So Tom Brady did not win the Super Bowl MVP, right? Yep. And the Trivia Time originally was going to be players with four championship MVPs. I was going to do the four major sports, but I know you don't know anything about hockey, so I kept that out. Yep. So players with four, you know, championship MVPs and across the three big sports, only one person across all the other sports had four MVPs in the championship. Yeah, I know. Only one person. Wow. So I extended it to people who have just won multiple MVPs in the championship. Still not an exclusive list. We're going to go sport by sport. I'll give you the three X's. I know some of these you won't even think of. (laughs) We have four in the NFL. 11 in the NBA and only three in the MLB with multiple world Damn. MVP of world championships. I'll let you start, Ty. What sport would you like to start with? This is a long shot. I'm going to go NBA. NBA because you have the most options. All right. So players with multiple MVPs in the finals. You should get most of these. I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. He is indeed with one of He is indeed one of them. He has two. So you got that one so far. Who else are you thinking, Ty? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the only player in you know the modern sports that has more than Brady, six Finals MVPs. So he was okay. the one. I'm surprised he was not your first guess. I didn't think about it. I was thinking like <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James has had three. You are correct in all of his Finals wins. So you got three out of the eleven so far, Tyler. Some recent, actually, only really one of two. One of them is very recent. One is kind of somewhat recent. And the rest are players that played before you, you were born. Okay. That's maybe not one really bad. Maybe Larry Bird. Larry He's Bird, good. yes. <laughs> Larry Bird had two finals MVPs. Uh, Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain, no. Mm. They did not have the award until then. I should have told you that. I think okay. the award was first given out in like the 70s or 80s. But I'm still giving you an X. That's fine. And I don't think Will, I, Will Chamberlain only won like one finals, I think. I don't know. I just named good players. Um, got this tie. They're the Lakers? Gotta there, be at least one more Laker. There is. There is two more Lakers, actually. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Three more Lakers. I'm sorry. Kareem is correct. So you, now you have two more Lakers. Okay. Who else, Ty? Well, you said Kobe has two? Kobe has two, yes. So Shaq? Shaq has three. He had all three in the uh, three-peat from the first time around. Okay. So you're doing good. You're doing good. Oh, man. Who? Come on. So how many one more, more Laker. 
You got there's another Laker. one. Here, you got two more people with three, and then you have one, two with three, and three with two. All right, so I'm gonna go with maybe Mr. Magic Johnson. Mr. Magic Johnson is correct, Tyler. He was one of the ones with three. Okay. So you have one more with three and three with two. You're doing pretty good. You only have one X so far, and you've gotten most of them. Okay. Just got a message from next week's guest about what day we're going to record with him. Hey. Nathan, shout out. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe a Spurs player. Okay. I don't know if I should go with the big man or the small man here. I mean, if you knew a lot about basketball, you would know which one to go with. I'm not going to help you. But I'm going to say Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is correct, Ty. He was the other one with three finals MVPs. So you got all the ones with three. You have three left with two. One of them, I think you can get. One of them, maybe you can get. Like, he's one of those players you've definitely heard of, but you probably won't think of him. One of them, I've never, I've heard of him, but I would have never even guessed. I'm thinking it's a Boston Celtic that I'm thinking of here. Am I even on the right path? No. It's called the Bill Russell Award, so it's not... You know what I mean? The Celtics only won one with the big three. Okay. So, and that was their first one since, like, the Larry Bird days in the 70s, 80s. Dude, I legitimately don't know. One of them's very, very, very recent. Very, very, very recent. Oh, oh, uh, um, Kevin Durant? Yep, Kevin Durant won the last two. Steph Curry still hasn't <laughs> won a finals very, MVP. very, very recent. Okay, one of them, you know this player's name. You probably won't think of it, but if I said it, you'd be like, oh, okay. You probably can't tell me what team you play on. The other one, you have, you've never heard of him, but I like his name. Can you just tell me the one? Not the one I've never heard of. I'm going to get that wrong. one wrong. Uh-huh. The player's team. The player's team? Let me t- Google this to double check because I don't want to be wrong. And then people <laughs> are, unfortunately, our stats department is not good with sports. So we kind of have to look this up on our own. He won him with the Houston Rockets. That's going to be James Harden. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Fuck me, dude. Obviously not in our lifetime, so. Yeah, I have no idea. You're just going to give up on the last two in NBA? Tracy McGrady. No. (laughs) I don't even know if he was a rocket. (laughs) So you're just going to give up on the last two? Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, I've heard of him. And the other one was Willis Reed. Willis Reed, a great name. Have you ever heard of that basketball player? I haven't, but he's got multiple MVPs. Played on the New York Knicks. So he won, you know, we talked about the Knicks last last episode. Won the finals MVP in 1970 and 1973. So I did not expect you to get that. All right. So we got, you got nine out of 11 right so far. That's pretty That's good. That's damn good. You got four more in the NFL or three in the MLB. What sport do you want to hit, hit next, Ty? Let's go NFL. NFL. Okay. Four players. You should, I only see you getting two of these at most. Okay. Are we counting Tom Brady or are we not counting Not Tom counting Brady? Tom Brady. Sorry. Okay. Two at most. Probably just one. Maybe Peyton Manning? Is that your final answer? Yeah. No. Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. The second one was Von Miller. Fucking Von Miller, dude. Because he was old and he sucked. (laughs) And the defense won that game. Okay. Um, I was about to eat a cracker, but that's bad radio. We're going to go Terry Bradshaw. Wow, Tyler. I did not expect that out of you. You have it up on Google, don't you? I don't. He was on The Masked Singer, the show on Fox. Oh, okay. Wow, that was not one of the ones I expected you getting. Yeah, damn right. I'll be honest, I didn't know Terry Bradshaw played football until like three weeks ago. Are you kidding me? I thought he coached. I didn't know he played. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Three more. Brett Favre. No, Brett Favre. Dude, what the fuck? You only have uh, two, one more X and three more people. One of these won three. The other two won two. Sorry if you heard that. I just hit, violently punched my mic because I'm upset at Tyler. <laughs> I legitimately am just drawing blanks here. They're all I... quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah. I'm very proud of you for Terry Bradshaw. One of them you'll be like, oh, I should have known. Two of them, actually, you probably will be like, oh, I should have known that. Are they more modern or no? One is someone that is still in the league. One is someone who played before our lifetime, but not like way, way time ago. And then one is like a pretty long time ago. The only other one I can think of playing in the league who's notable would be maybe Big Ben, but I don't think well, he's here, won go multiple. Through Peyton, I was going to say Peyton Manning. Go through players, not go through Peyton Mannings, and go through players who have won multiple Super Bowls besides Tom Brady. So you got Big Ben. He's won more than, you know, he's won multiple. Any oh, other quarterbacks we can think maybe of? Maybe Peyton's one? brother? Is that your final answer? Eli Manning? Yes. Eli Manning was the MVP in both of his uh, okay. Super Bowl wins. So he's only been there twice, so you don't think about it. but Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, one before us, but only slightly. Big name. Very big name. And then one, you've probably heard of him, but he hasn't. It's been so long since he's been in the league, I think. Or I could be completely butchering this. Yeah, it's been. His last season was 1971. Oh, Jesus. You've heard his name, man. This is going to piss me off with the one I can't think of right now. It's a big name. You're going to be like, damn, I really missed that. I'm going to have to put a time limit on you, Ty. Yeah, I'm. Ten, nine, uh, eight, seven. Oh fuck! I know. Six, who I'm thinking of a player now, and I five, can't think about it. You got me on the clock, and four, I'm panicking. Three, two. I'm gonna say he was a cardinal. One and a half. But I don't know his name. A cardinal. <laughs> yeah. One and one fourths. I don't know. You're done. Yeah. Bart Starr is the old one. Okay. Have you heard of Bart Starr? I have. And Joe Montana. Oh Jesus Christ! Joe Montana, Tyler. I'm a fucking retard. How did you not? He literally held the record before, before I'm Brady. I'm good with old football. I'm good with he's like not modern that old. Football. Ty, he played in the nineties. I'm not good with like pre two thousand five football. Pre two thousand five. I think that might be stretching it. I think it's more like pre two thousand eight. Let's see. Oh no, he was drafted in nineteen seventy nine. In play. Whoa, whoa, what? Current team: Northern Colorado Bears. Tight end. What? Who? Joe Montana. I don't think Joe Montana's a tight end for Northern Colorado Bears. That's why I'm so confused. <laughs> Let me look up Northern Colorado. Yeah, I don't know. That has to be a typo. I was very confused. <laughs> All right, so you got two of the four in the NFL. Last one, MLB, three players and three players only. I okay. don't see you getting any of these. Are they all really old? Because um, I don't know when they start giving out finals MVPs. I'll give you a timeline. You know what? I'll give you help on this one because it is pretty hard. Player number one last season was 1966. Here's a fun fact about him. If you know this, you'll get it. Youngest ever person to be inducted into the Hall of Fame at the time of being inducted. I don't know if it still holds. Okay. Player number two, his last season was in... I don't know. Wow, he's 83 years old, so probably a long time ago. His last <laughs> season was 1975. Okay, a little more recent. And then this player is more recent than both of them. Player number three, last season, 
was, damn, he's old. I would not expect him to be that old. 1987. Yeah, I've got absolutely nothing. 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 N- no, you don't even want to guess? Babe Ruth. Not Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I don't think they gave him out back then. So I know the really old players and like the 90s plus players. I, there's a blank, blank space You know there. these players. That's the thing. You definitely know but two I, of them. But I don't know anything to like relate to or anything for that time period. I know names. One was know. a Dodger. Lifetime Dodger. I don't Youngest know. Hall of Fame inductee yeah, at the time. Yeah, you're telling me. I don't know. <laughs> Sandy Koufax. Okay. Probably could have got that, but. One of them was an angel at one point. I don't know if he ever won with it. He obviously didn't because your only title is 2002, but uh, one with the Yankees. An angel, Reggie Jackson? Yeah, Reggie okay. Jackson. I'm not counting it, though, because he already gave up. <laughs> and then the other one was a Cardinal. Really old pitcher. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Let me look this up. I, I should at least one. guess Mr. October. Just throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, you literally Mr. October. I want to say this was the last pitching MVP before Kershaw did it in the National League. Because Verlander obviously won in the American League like two years before. Oh, pitching. I thought you meant like pitching MVP, MVP of the World Series. No, yes. P- like regular season MVP. Yeah, I don't pitcher. know. Bob Gibson. Okay, sure. You know who that is, Tyler? I do, but <laughs> there's no way I would have fucking got that. So your number one sport, you went 0 for 3. The sport you say that you know the least about, you got 9 out of 11. <laughs> and then NFL, you got 2 out of 4. So if we crunch the numbers, that's 11 out of 15, 11 out of 18. Ty, do you know do you know good math on top of your head? What's 11 divided by 18? Decent amount. I think that's like a D. Yeah, I think it's like 60%. 11 divided I'll by 64. 18. 61%. Damn. D minus. I'm that's disappointed passing. in you. Uh, not in college. <laughs> Grade required of C minus or better. All right, so, and then the NBA, you know, trades. Clearly the expert now. <laughs> yeah, trades that you can tell us all about, Ty, since you're mm, the NBA expert. Yep. What's the first trade that we want to talk so about today? So we're going to go uh, Tobias Harris to Philly from the Clippers? Yes, the Clippers. That's how much of an expert I am, I had a guess. Remember on... when you were a bandwagon Clippers fan for like three years? I just like Blake Griffin, and I still like Blake Griffin. Yeah, but go I, Pistons. Remember... <laughs> I remember you were like adamant <laughs> about being a Clippers fan. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, no, this looks really good. Philly's got really good starters now. Clippers cleared out some, uh, some space to sign two big free agents. Well, they already had the space cause he was expiring. But yeah, but yeah, Clippers cleared, cleared house a little bit. Clippers got draft picks for 25 games of Spice Harris and mm-hmm. that heat draft pick is going to be insane. Got some expiring contracts in return, a nice young point guard. Like the Clippers literally did. I think this is the best deal of the deadline. Unless the this Lakers, is really good for Philly too, though. Yeah, like both so sides. Both teams but, really benefited from this. You know, it being good for Philly is what made it possible for it to be so good for the Clippers. Because usually you don't see a trade like this where it's like so good for one team. Yeah, but it does help Philly. It's not one sided, so that's why the Clippers were able to get it done and get a trade done that was like literally perfect. Like, I can't see maybe if they traded Neil Gallinari and like a second round pick for an expiring contract to free up more money. Maybe, but that's not going to happen. So, really good trade. Yeah. You know? Uh, our next one. Now, I got a little thing next to our outline here that says Tyler has questions. Yes. Because I don't fucking get it. Briefly talked about this before, but yes. Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, plus I believe a second round pick to the Wizard, Wizards for Otto Porter. What's your questions? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, I, don't, I, don't. I, I looked at the stats. Otto Porter, they're all three young players. Otto Porter is having a worse season than Jabari Parker. 
See, their contracts are similar. Yeah. In the NBA, though, yeah, it's not really about stats when you make trades. It's about, like, freeing up money. It's, like, more money-driven than anything But in that's the what I'm saying. Their contracts were similar. They were both, I believe, in the $20 million range. But it was the length of the contract, yeah. I think, is what... One had a team option. The other one after team option next year. And then Otto Porter had a player option in three years. Yeah. So, for the Wizards, I think it's easier to explain. You get rid of Otto Porter... And in return, you get Jabari Parker, who is has a team option after this year. They can reject that team offer, free up his money. And Bobby Portis, who's a restricted free agent, they could just choose not to sign him. So they're freeing up money for Otto Porter. They, John Wall's extension kicks in next year. He's going to be making way too much money. That is easy to understand for the Wizards. For the Bulls? That's where I was locked. Because the Bulls sent two players and a pick for Otto Porter. I, I know they wanted to trade Jabari anyways because his defense isn't great and Bobby Porter, I mean, whatever. But Otto Porter, yeah, it's a strange one. You know, he has potential, but he hasn't really shown that potential yet. Um, maybe they think they can – maybe they're like, oh, we're turning one year of Portis and Parker into multiple years of Porter. But That's what I'm saying. It's, it's only not two like years Porter. of Porter, and then I believe it's a player option if he wants to stay. So it's not even like they're guaranteed that third year. It may be just be a tanking move, Ty. They want Zion Williamson. (laughs) They do. And they're just like, look, we'll take on this contract just so we could have a better draft pick. And maybe they know in the future that there's going to be a team like Philly this year with Tobias Harris, although Otto Porter's not as good, that'll maybe pay for Otto Porter. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll take him on and give an expiring contract. So maybe in their mind, it's not really like a three-year contract because they can get out of it sooner than that. Mm -hmm. But that's like my only logic. Is That's what they're thinking. And I saw online, everyone was like, oh, it was a great trade for the Bills and everything. I just didn't bills. understand. <laughs> for the Bills, did I say Bills? Yeah. For the Bulls. Yeah, I don't. I just didn't get it. Like I said, maybe it's a tank thing. I think Otto Porter is one of those players that's like, his stock is way higher than it actually is. Maybe. It's like, oh, he's got so much potential. He's young, so much potential. But eventually, you got to show it. Yeah. Potential, at some point, is just potential. <laughs> and he's been in the league long enough to show something, and he's gotten marginally better at best. Yeah. So. That's why I just didn't get it, especially if it is a tank move. They sent a pick along with it. Second round pick, though. Yeah, but still, two Second players and a pick eight. for an eh player. Second round picks are anything. <laughs> Talking about picks, uh, Lakers out on Anthony Davis. Pelicans reportedly wanted four draft picks for Davis. Lakers said we're not going to outbid ourselves. No. We'll wait till the offseason, reevaluate it then. Celtics are like, okay, we'll wait till the offseason. We might offer you Jason Tatum. At least that's what I read. Um. I don't know what the Celtics are going to do. I don't know if they can match the Lakers' offer. The Lakers' final offer included their young core and then two picks. I know you tweeted something comparing it to Mike Trout and how it would be astronomical, you know, for the oh, excuse me, the Lakers to send four picks. Yeah. I honestly do not think it's that insane to send four draft picks for Anthony Davis. I think it's insane to send four draft picks and your young core, the people, you know, second, third, and fourth on your team in minutes per game. Yeah. The guys who basically, you know, are your team besides LeBron. Yeah, but they're not going to be ready to contend with LeBron. And they were terrible when LeBron was out. So they're putting oh, up yeah. decent numbers. But when it comes to like winning, that kind of stretch of LeBron being injured probably made the Lakers realize like maybe Brandon Ingram will be ready, you know, mm-hmm. when to like help him be a star. But these other guys might not be ready, you know. But like when it comes to the draft picks, I did some like number crunching. You know, I write articles as well. So I'm always prepared when we have these conversations, especially when it's about LA teams. <laughs> So I think it's safe to say if the Lakers got Anthony Davis with LeBron James and then, you know, they would have money to build like a decent core. They just traded for Reggie Bullock, you know, which is a really good sharpshooter, really good 3 and D guy. They just traded for him. So he would be now part of this core. 
they could get decent pieces around them, you know, veterans, whatever. We, I think it's safe to say that they're going to have a top three record in the league with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you know what I mean? So if they can get people around them. But they have the money. They'll have like $25 million to surround them with good role players. Reggie Bullock's a good role player. Rondo's a good veteran that they could re-sign, maybe bring in someone young around them. They'll still have, you know, whoever, yeah. you know. So they'll have a decent core. I think I think they could finish top three in the in the records, you mm-hmm. know. So I took one of those picks wouldn't be in the bottom three because it would be this year's pick, and they're not going to be in the bottom three this year even if they trade for Davis. But I looked at the last four years of picks 28 through 30, the last three. The list, R.J. Hunter. Oh, wow, I spelled this guy's name wrong. That's why his little linker didn't pop up. Oops. R.J. Hunter, Chris McCallu. Kevin Looney, Scal Labassier, DeJounte Murray, Damian Jones, Tony Bradley, Derek White, Josh Hart, who's on the Lakers, Jacob Evans, Dezanan Musa, and Omari Spellman. So basketball reference has this thing called win shares. It's kind of like war. It's like how many yeah. wins you're responsible for. It's basketball. All 12 of those players the last four seasons combined for 26 win shares. Davis, by himself the last four seasons, has accounted for 40 win shares. <laughs> One player... Anthony Davis has been more valuable than an entire team of those draft picks. Is there a chance the Lakers could find a hidden star in those picks? Sure. But that hidden star is not going to be ready to be a star in LeBron's window. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I understand, you know, why people don't want to send picks, but you got to realize you're sending four draft picks that are, if they were two picks later, they'd be a second round pick. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because if you told an NBA fan like, oh, we'll trade the first pick of the second, we'll trade four second round picks that are all the first pick of the second round. They'll be like, oh, absolutely, second-round picks are useless. But if it's a pick that's two picks before just because it has the first-round yeah. title on it, it's like, oh, no, we need those. But I understand the Lakers' mindset of not wanting to outbid themselves when they're the only ones in the sweepstakes. So I understand that. But if it ultimately came down to it, I think I would do it. But maybe that's why I'm not a GM. Yeah. I, my biggest thing, like, I understand the draft picks. You want to win. You aren't necessarily worried about building at that time if you're going all in to win. Yeah. It's getting rid of your three, you know, yeah. the players they who have, play on your team right them. now. They're going to get rid of them. They're going to have to, but I'm saying all that and the draft picks. I can understand why they backed out and started to hit the brakes a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they don't want to outbid themselves. So, and when you're the only team really offering and the Pelicans are like, no more, no more. Yeah. You have that, you know. You can be like, no. You know, and I I 100% understand that, but I think it would be worth it. Yeah. Oh, bless you. Oh, cut it out worth it. I have a lot of cuts this week. You know, I'm not going to cut that. You're going to get some little... uh, some little inside the cuts on that one right there. You're here with sneeze. us in the booth, which is my kitchen. <laughs> Hopefully I get that apartment and get a sweet game room. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, NBA, we just got a trade, uh, an alert about the Justin Jackson Kings trade for, I don't remember who it was. I know you probably don't know these players. It was Justin Jackson and um, Zach Randolph for Harrison Barnes. I don't really care. Um, the Mavericks and the Kings, you know, whatever. Harrison Barnes will be decent for the Kings, I guess. They're probably freeing up money in this somehow because that's every NBA trade. Let's do a quick Google search, make sure we're not missing out on anything. Yeah, I don't see anything. We are recording this daily, so it's only Wednesday right now. Trade deadline's tomorrow. Yeah, so we kind of screwed ourselves, but uh, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Shout out to the Daily Press for having me work on a Thursday. But thank you to the Daily <laughs> Press for paying me. Matt and Jose, you better listen to this. Um, but yeah, I mean... That's pretty much it. I'm sure there will be some huge NBA news that happens before this podcast launches, but who cares? We're not NBA guys. We're MLB guys. And there is some damn bad MLB news. Some of it bad, some of it good. I think it's good. The rule changes. First of all, we'll we'll start with the designated hitter. 
One of the new proposed rules I wrote in getting rid of the DH. Obviously, nope. not getting rid of the DH. They would be <laughs> adopting the DH. I don't really mind. You know, I personally, I like seeing the the chess match of not having a DH and having a pitcher and using double switch just because I grew up a fan of a National League team. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't care if the NL adopts a DH, you know. I, I just think it would be better. I mean, as an American League team, we don't have that guy who it's like he comes up and it's all oh, it's time to bunt. You yeah. know, everyone's swinging. Everyone's trying to get hits. Even your ninth hitter can, you know, make something happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I think it's better. Pitchers should focus on pitching. They don't care enough about hitting. You know, they get paid to pitch. They don't. No one cares about what a hit bat like a pitcher's hitting. Yeah. When, you know, they sign their contracts and everything. So, I'm all for it. I think it'll make the game better. I think it'll be more, you know, people who know what they're doing with the bat in their hands getting at bats. Like it should be. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, I don't really care. If it, if they keep it, cool. You know, I like watching, you know. I like thinking like, oh, what are they going to do here? You know, you can outsmart them here, this or that, this or that. But if they get rid of it, I mean, that's another bat. And for a team like the Dodgers, who are deep as hell, that's just one more bat we could throw at you. If any, this benefits a team like us more than anyone in the National League. Oh, yeah. Because there's National League teams who don't really have great benches. You know, like I don't really know the Brewers bench, but I know in the NLCS it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, if you throw a DH out there, that's one, A, your bench is one guy shorter, and B, that guy's not that great. So, like, yeah, it's an upgrade from the pitcher, but you're taking that off the bench. and You have to get another everyday player rather than a guy to pinch hit here and there. Yeah, so, I don't know. It'll it'll help us. Um, but the rule that I absolutely hate that Tyler wants to play <laughs> devil's advocate on, because I don't think he really agrees with it, but he wants to disagree. The MLB considering adding a three-batter rule meaning that pitchers would have to face three batters, the current rule is one, before they could be pulled. So no more southpaw specialists, no more one guy to get one guy out. Pitcher comes in, three batters. Doesn't have to be three outs. They can get three back-to-back-to-back home runs. Then, you you know, you get rid of them, you know. I don't know how that would work. Obviously, injuries would be a different thing if someone gets injured. Yeah, there'd have to be an exception. There's exceptions. Um, I don't really know what other exception you would have. The only thing I could think of is three batters or the end of an inning. Because at that point, it doesn't matter if you do a pitching change. So if he only faces two guys, but he gets the last two outs of an inning. That's interesting. That's an interesting point because what if, you know, you put in a reliever, he faces three batters, he gets two of them out, and then one of them hits a triple. Mm -hmm. And then a lefty's up. So you put in a lefty to get the last out of the inning. That's one batter he faced. But then that pitcher, if the DH still isn't around, that pitcher is due up the next inning. Do you have to hit with that pitcher because he has to face two more batters? That is a good idea or a good point. I don't – would they – you know, does the end of inning count as the third batter? I mean, that could kind of keep the self-ball specialist in, but that's like kind of like a very specific Yeah, it's very moment. You know, certain set. But other than that, I'm all for it. I think it's stupid like to it. seeing a guy come in, pitch to one batter, and then that's another timeout when you go back to commercials. It slows down the game. I don't like it because I don't like the the length of the game argument that much. Oh, I lost my research tabs. Hold on. Now I got to see Jason's over here. He's doing research and stuff for this argument. I'm just winging it as a baseball fan who likes to watch baseball. I think this would make it more enjoyable. See, the thing is like it, it would make the game shorter in the postseason, you know, because the postseason where we see this the most, but in the regular season, we don't even see it that often. So like, yeah, the argument is like, oh, then it's not a big deal. You're not, you're not doing it in the regular season anyways. Okay, cool. You know, you're making games shorter, but like I think in the postseason, you want there to be that chess match. And if, you know, if it's drawn out, it's drawn out. Maybe they make this a regular season only rule and then the postseason you could face one bat. You know, you could do well, that. 
I think it's more of a chess match if you know this guy's going to have to face three batters, determining, hey, I want him. So say you have a lefty in your four hole, you're going to have to bring him in to face your two and three guy yeah, before you can get there. It's going to completely get rid of left-handed specialists because there's guys yeah. who, you know, there's great left-handed relievers. You know, you got your Zach Brittons, your Brad Hands, but a lot of the left-handed relievers in Major League Baseball are left-handed specialists. Yeah. If you got rid of that role suddenly you're going to see 90, 95% of relievers being just hard-throwing right-handers. I mean, there is a chance that, but I mean, there's still like Andrew Millers and stuff where there's lefties who can pitch. That's what I'm saying. There's lefty elite ones. That's why I said, you know, Brad, I just named the first two, but there's not many. Yeah, that's true. But the length of play thing, I don't think that's a problem for baseball. And it, uh, you know, and it's, I don't think it's that baseball games are too long. I just don't think people like baseball anymore. I think it's an old man sport and you're trying to shorten a game to appeal to a younger audience when that's not what the younger audience wants. They want more, you know, action. And the only way to do that would be like, yeah, the timeouts hurt it and everything, but like hitting, I mean, the DH would help that there's more action if they hit, you know what I mean? Maybe doing a pitch count clock. I don't mind that if pitchers, do they have the, I know they institute that in the minor leagues. I think they do, but it's never really been enforced. Yeah. Like making a pitcher pitch, you know, 15 sec, whatever it is like that is stuff I can agree with. But like this to, it's going to marginally short, shorten a game, which last year averaged three hours and four minutes. When the most popular sport in America, football, has fallen in between three hours and two minutes and three hours and eight minutes from 2008 to 2015. But Football's that's... just as long with less action. At more action, like hitting-wise, but you've seen the stat where like the time of actual play is only like 10 minutes of that. With football? Yeah. Well, that's going to be my argument is the difference is... It's not necessarily the overall time. It's how much stuff is happening during the game. I mean, you look at, like, you know, the Rams-Chiefs game back on that Monday night. That's a rare exception. It was, but that was, like, the number one rated game because there was stuff happening nonstop, scoring, scoring, stuff like that. Yeah, but... In baseball, I think the biggest thing with baseball is it's, you know, football, you cut to a quick commercial break every once in a while, timeout, quarters, or whatnot. Baseball, there's nine innings. You cut to a commercial break every, you know middle of the inning yeah. and stuff. So, you you know, guaranteed 18 pauses in play right there, basically. Football has a lot of pauses in play, though. A lot of TV timeouts. And there a lot is. Of- but then with baseball, you get back, and you could get back from, you know, they changed, like, say, the one batter. You change from a commercial break. He comes back. He strikes out a batter, and then it's back to commercial. We've seen that in football, though, where they come back from TV commercial, and then they run one play, and a coach calls a timeout, or it's a two-minute warning. Like, we've seen but it. But I think that's a lot more with baseball, where it's less action going on. But football's not even that much action. This article I'm reading says only 11 minutes of the four hours, or not four hours, three hours, is actual, like, ball in play, ball in motion. That's what I'm saying, though. But, like, a ball in play is more entertaining than a guy striking out looking. And that's my point. It's not the length of the game is not the problem. It's just baseball's a boring, more boring of a sport. And shortening the game 10 minutes isn't going to suddenly draw in more viewers. That's my point. Well, I think keeping it less boring is keeping the ball moving in play in baseball but i think since it is naturally a more boring sport you need as few of timeouts as possible to where that stops that i don't see i don't think so i think if they need less strikeouts and they need more contact i don't think this is going to make a big enough of an impact to what their reasoning's for their reasoning is solely to get more viewers and to get the games down shorter not to change the game if they're trying to if they had some stat that improved the game and everything sure that's one thing but like they're solely just trying to get more viewers on TV, and I don't think this is going to have that big of an impact, and I think it's hurting the game more than it's helping to justify doing it. I think there would have to be exceptions, like end of the inning where it doesn't matter if you switch the pitcher or not and stuff like that. 
But I think it would help. I think I hate nothing more than coming from a commercial break or going to commercial for a pitching change. Guy comes in, faces one batter, gives up a single, and then going straight back into a commercial. Yeah, that's definitely it annoying. It blows but... my mind. And so I would, if, if there's less pitching changes and guys are stuck in there for longer, I think it'll be better. Not I know. I think it'll stop the timeouts, and I think there'll be more action. I think if the batter is for, if pitcher is forced to be in there for three batters. Yeah, it could lead to more action. He could give up more hits that way. But I don't know. He could. That's what, so going back to your argument, just, I think it's more ball and play, more action. As a team who's been in the postseason the last six years. You're just too worried about the postseason with this, though. But I think exactly. it's more of a Let it happen match. in the regular season. I just The worst thing I would want to happen is a guy be left in there after getting shelled two batters in a row, and then he has to face that third batter when right. you have your entire season on the line. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that would infuriate, you know, I mean, the Dodgers do it anyways by keeping Ryan Matson out there, but it would infuriate <laughs> me. It would, you know, it, it's just like. I mean, how often, though, if it isn't a lefty specialist, how often is a guy in there for only two batters? The Dodgers, too much. <laughs> for Every just, inning. Just two batters? Oh, one or dude. two batters? Dude, all the time. If you look at, like, the box scores from the postseason, it was, like, one-third, two-thirds. And, I mean, <laughs> we would probably be fine, too, if they added this rule because we have a deep bullpen and we have guys that can get guys out on both sides. It's the teams like the Brewers and everything that it would hurt more. So this would help the Dodgers. I just feel like, I don't know, man. I can't wrap my head around it. I like it. It's I like, think it's great. It's like if you put in a pinch hitter, it's like, oh, okay, if you put in a pinch hitter, he has to play three innings. You can't pull him. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's already the rule where he comes in and he has to face one batter. Well, yeah, that's because you can't. That's rules to prevent them from calling a pitcher in and then someone doing a pinch hitter and then calling another pitcher in. That's what that rule is to prevent, really. Okay. Because you have to face one bat. You yeah. can't throw one pitch and then pull. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's already a rule in place. I think it would be great if it was three. I think it would keep the ball in play, make less commercial timeouts. Okay, how about this? Three batters or one run? I'm fine with that. Three batters, one run, and an inning. I think they need would... to have rules in place to where it's not just three batters strictly. Yeah. But I think that's fine. If he gives up a run, he can get pulled. So if he comes in and lets in a home run the first batter, you can pull him? Yeah, fuck it. All right, I'm okay with Because then that's that. good for your team at the same time. You know, it doesn't necessarily affect a team negatively, you know, if he's just got yeah. shocked for one. But I think three batters, it would be fine. There would have to be exceptions to it, but I think it could be good. They would, Yeah, they would have to because if they just did three batters, I couldn't. I would hate it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> it would get it rid of the starter, the, the beautiful match. starter, even though starters usually throw one inning. But... Oh, opener, you mean? Oh, the opener, yes. <laughs> um, starters are the normal things. <laughs> Speaking of the starter, that's such a good idea. I don't know how people didn't think of that beforehand. Because it's not started. traditional, yeah. which is kind of why I'm arguing about three batter, but it's okay. <laughs> I can pick and choose when I use that argument. And then uh, the last rule change we saw that the MLB is trying to do, the making some shifts illegal. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how I fall on this, Ty. How do you feel about it? I feel like we've argued about this before. I think we have, too. I think it's a good idea. I mean, you look at football, there's illegal formation and stuff. Why can't you just tell a shortstop, hey, stay on that side of second base and second base, vice versa? Why can't we keep the guys playing their spot? I know everyone's, well, how hard is it to just hit it over there? Pretty fucking hard, apparently. I know. Way <laughs> too hard. So, I mean, it, it goes back to more action. I think, you know, putting three people on that side of the infield. For, you know, the big handed left, you know, big left handed hitter who hits home runs. If you had a bunch of people over there, there's going to be more ground outs. How many times have we seen a line drive to the, you know, shallow outfield that's caught by the second baseman playing yeah. right field? Yeah. 
I think if we tell him, hey, you have to stay in this spot, this is, you know, this is baseball. This is the third base plays. This is where short, uh, shortstop plays. I think it could be better for the sport. It could be, but, like, it's a slippery slope. What's the rule? Do you have a 10-foot circle? Yeah. How do they determine where that circle And, like, how do they enforce that? Is it a judgment call? Is it would it... have to be. It would have to be a judgment call, and the umpire says, A, you're out of formation or whatever, just like they would in football if the dude's out of formation. Basketball, you can't be out of formation. Basketball is a lot more of a moving sport, though. Baseball is very moving. There is more moving in baseball than any sports. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's easy. I think before the pitch is thrown, a guy should have to be in formation. Just like in football, before the ball is snapped, the guy has to be in formation. See, I like shifts, though. I see – I. I find myself more on the, like the strategic side of every argument, just because shifts are so genius, man. And it's they like, are, and it's it seems so obvious. Just bunt down to the fucking third baseman if the dude's shifting on you. Like it seems obvious, but it's not. And I think it's slowing down the game. And it's just baseball is a flawed game with so many decisions that these teams are becoming so smart. They're kind of like outsmarting the rule book. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. And that's why. The rule should catch up to it. I don't know. Hitters <laughs> should just learn the how to book, hit. They need to update the rules. Hitters should just learn how to hit to third base. I don't know, though. I, I had something to say, and I lost my train of thought, and now I'm just trying to buy time while I think about it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, like, it depends what the MLB's goal is. You know, if they're to make it more action, I guess it would make it more action, more actionful. But in terms of time, I think getting rid of shifts would make games last longer. They would. Because there'd be more offense. Yeah, but I think that would be better. I'd be fine if the games last longer if there's more going on within the game. But I don't know how MLB views it. Maybe that's why they're not yeah. getting rid of it because everything's been about the time of play and but nothing's how I, long. I don't games care if take. it's a two and a half hour game if it's zero to one at the end of the day. It's going to be a boring game to watch. Yeah, you know. And that's it. Just depends what they prioritize because like the length of play. I mean, yeah. If you go back to the nine, the eighties, it was two hours and forty five minutes usually. You know, and if you go back even quicker, it was two hours, but. I don't know. You know what I mean? I just shifts. Sh- it's one of those things where if you ban the shift, I'm going to hate it if it hurts me, but then I'm going to love it if it helps me. So I think the other thing is my team. there's a lot of different, you know, players mindsets now are to get under the ball in line drives rather than put the ball in play. You know, yeah. And it was it Josh Donaldson who makes videos all the time talking about how he gets under the ball. He wants to hit under it, hit it up in the air. Yeah. That's like the new philosophy in the MLB. Exactly. I think maybe we get rid of shifts. We'll see more players trying to just put the ball in play rather than get under it because yeah. you're going to be more likely to find a hole through the infield. Yeah. Which will make Hopefully. more action, which make the game more. That's what should happen, but yeah. will it happen? You know? So, it, you know, is that philosophy kind of, uh, what is it? A byproduct. Yeah, a byproduct of the shifts. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. It honestly probably is, you know. Or... I mean, it could be just people wanting to hit home runs. That too, home runs I mean, are fun. <laughs> I mean, you get under the ball, you put backspin on it, it goes farther, you know, chances of getting extra base hits are more. I don't know. I guess it just depends. You know, I want to pull up a stat about how shifts affect everything, and I think I've done this before. I don't. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't. Maybe we touched on it, but I don't think we actually did. I know we've talked about this, but I know there's some stat that says, like, shifts actually don't have that big of an impact and everything, so I don't know. See, I don't believe that, though, because I can't tell you how many times I've seen a game where a dude hits a line drive that would be a base hit any other day or hit right up the middle, and the shortstop's sitting there playing behind second base. Yeah. So. I mean, like you know, like you said, it should – hey, is that a picture of the Dodgers? Oh, no, that's the Mariners. 
ultimately MLB hitters should be able to not hit into like hit out of the shift. Yeah, but, but pitching's but just gotten so good that that's that, kind of hard. Yeah, and with that being said, though, you know, you say you go on sign, let's say like a you know David Ortiz back in the day, he was paid to hit home runs. He's not going to care about hitting the ball over to third base. Yeah. He, so he's going to try and pull the ball every time, no matter what, because he's paid to hit home runs, and that's where he hits his home runs when he pulls it. Yeah. If there's more people over there, if he gets on top of it rather than under it, he's going to get out more. Yeah. So if there's an illegal shift, he's going to get base hits more. Anyways, you know. Yeah. This art. I don't know when this article was written, but it says, "Uh, for, wow, that's a big jump for lefties. For all hitters uh, versus the shift, their batting average is uh." 248 non-shift is 258 281 batting average and balls in play 299 batting average balls in play so 18 percent higher on balls that are made contact on uh for compared to shift and non-shift yeah and then for righties it's 277 on balls in play righties actually hit better against shifts 260 opposed to 257 but if you look at the balls in play metric it's 277 to 302 so i don't i don't really know how that's possible that's weird Probably because there's just so many more instances of there not being a shift that those numbers bring it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like the elite right-handed batters are the ones that get shifted on, so their numbers. That's what are I was gonna say. Higher. Are they are they saying you know non-shift for players who don't get shifted, or if it? I think so. Yeah. It's because just, those players clearly are the ones who oh, can hit it that way, so they aren't getting shifted. Of two hundred and one players who have seen one hundred pitches against the shift and not against. Okay. Lefties two forty one to two fifty eight, and then two eighty three to two ninety eight. So I mean, it would have an impact, and I mean, it would help my team. Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Corey Seager. I don't think they're really shifting against Corey Seager. Oh, no. (laughs) He's too old for that. The shift also looks like it increases walks. That makes sense. People are pitching to try to get people to bat, hit it on a certain side of the ball, and they're walking them. If you know everyone's on the left side of the infield, you're not going to pitch the outside of the plate or whatever. Corey has a chance to hit it there. Ooh, Ty, Justin Turner completely agrees with you, man. Mm, I like it. Justin Turner said when he was asked last year, I don't know when this article was written, you don't beat the shift by hitting around it or through it. You beat the shift by hitting over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that's the new philosophy. There's a shift, so they say, fuck hitting ground balls. You turn and try and hit over them. But that goes back to the MLB's purpose is maybe they're not getting rid of the shift because they like home runs. It gives I'm... it gives them runs, which in their eyes is more action, and cuts the time of play down. Because it seems like the MLB's biggest concern is how long these games are lasting, which really shouldn't be the concern. It shouldn't. But, you know, and like the game... You know, it probably should evolve, but at the same point, you can't evolve it too much because then it's not baseball. And I hate, I literally said earlier, I hate the argument, you know, because it's not the same. (laughs) But there is a line in the sand where you do have to, you know, be like, okay, this is too far. Like that South Park episode with the football, sarcastic ball or whatever, where they couldn't hurt each other because all the new football contact (laughs) rules. rules. And instead of like tackling, (laughs) they would just like compliment each other and that's how you would win. (laughs) So, you know... We'll see what they do. I like the I like timing stuff. I like the in between timer. I like doing a pitch timer. Some people don't like it. I like it. Yeah. A pitcher doesn't need forty five seconds to set and everything. That does make it a little harder to do like the timing thing with stealing bases. But you know that's why the timers kind of mess with the gameplay or like the stepping off the mound. You limit how many times he can step off the mound. Well, if yeah. you know he's on his limit, I'm stealing. I'm taking a giant ass lead because he can't step off. Yeah. Well, even like the. The mound visits, six a game. Like, I worked in minor league baseball last year. I guess, like, the rule is if you go over six, like, you're not supposed to do it. And if, like, but you could say the signs got crossed. And Mm -hmm. so there's kind of, like, ways around it. But, you know, that 
helps. It definitely yeah. helps. So there's ways of doing it. It's just it's hard because baseball is a naturally slower sport. It's naturally favored towards not being offensive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't. I'm probably completely wrong with this, but no, I'm no sure batting that 300, you're an all star. Three out of ten times you get a hit. That just shows it's not favored for the offense, you know? Yeah, and offense has been going down, you know what I mean? Like, runs per game, I mean, it was pretty low in, like, the early parts. But compared to, well, actually, it's been kind of low the last, like, 30 years. But, yeah, it's a a game that favors defense. And, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of runs scored. And people don't like that in today's society. And it's just a baseball problem. It's not a, you know, a time problem. It's going to be hard to change it, yeah. Damn, we're up at an hour. I mean, I got some cuts to make, but I thought this was going to be a short episode. Talked a lot about baseball. <laughs> uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Endgame trailer. Tyler, you're more of the Marvel expert. Yeah, so they had two trailers. They're more teaser trailers during uh, Super Bowl. Um, the first one they showed... Well, actually, I think they showed the Endgame one first, but we'll talk about the Captain Marvel one first. Uh, it was basically all the same shit. There's, I'm eating crackers. You enjoy your crackers. It was all the same stuff. There was only one new scene where it looked like Captain Marvel was in like a Air Force jet. And then one of the alien jets was behind her. So I think that's going to be kind of where the accident happens, where she gets her powers and whatnot. Um, everyone was expecting that scene because that's how it happened in comic books. Well, anyone who knows it. But that was the only new thing. But the Endgame trailer. Woo, baby. Had a nice little stuff sprinkled in there. Yeah, it did. So, you know, we'll start. Uh, there's Hawkeye in it, but he had his bow and arrow again. Is he Ronin? Is he not Ronin? We don't know. We don't know. They're Probably going to be Ronin. Now. Or maybe he's Ronin and he's like, this is stupid. I'm Hawkeye and goes back to Hawkeye. Or he's Hawkeye in the beginning and then is like, this is fucking stupid. I'm fucking Ronin. Because all I do is shoot bows and arrows and these other guys can do awesome stuff. Or he's Ronin and he's like, hey, I could hit that dude over there who's a mile away, but I only got a sword in my hand. I need a bow and arrow. Yeah, I was going to say, what exactly is the difference? Ronin just has a sword? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Because his abilities, he never misses. But like, does he just never miss with the sword now? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person, Tyler. (laughs) I'm with you. I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's another scene of Nebula and Tony were like up in the spaceship in space, working on a new suit. Probably kind of like the but first Iron it Man. It looked exactly like the first Iron Man, where Tony Stark is in the black tank top working on the wife Peter. Yeah, and then he has someone there next to him working with him. Um, the first movie was that weird dude who saved his life with a car battery and then yeah. died. Um, yeah, off her hand potentially yeah. to be on the new Iron Man suit. Something, but it looked like one of her hands was cut off and had, like, wires hanging out, and she was trying to crimp something. Well, that was probably her robotic hand, obviously. She's all robotic, so yeah. No, because one hand's normal, I think. Is it? I think one hand is, like, actual flesh, her right hand, I think. It's going to be the weirdest. I think you're wrong, because Infinity War, she's sitting there, like, floating with all of her stuff torn apart. I could have sworn one of her hands was real, because there was, like, a theory that... Yeah, one of her hands, at least in this picture... Of Guardians of the Galaxy, one's robotic and one's like real. Yeah, well, it was probably the robot hand then. Yeah, yeah, her <laughs> left hand, it looks like was is a robot hand. That's the one that looked like it was cut off in the trailer. So yeah, that makes Jason, sense. You might be onto something here, Jason. The only other thing that's kind of got people talking, I like didn't realize it. Thing. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't realize, realize it. it. You didn't realize it when we watched it, but during the movie or during the trailer, they there's like a narration through it. And it's, yes. At first, it's Tony Stark. And then Thanos and then Captain America. I didn't even notice that it changed at all. I thought it was just one person. I didn't either. Granted, it was loud when we listened to it, so we didn't really hear it great. Yeah. So. But they say, you know, some people get over it, but not us. And then it says, but not us at the end. So it says some people, Tony Stark, get over it, Thanos, 
but not us, Captain America. And the very end, some people are saying it sounds almost like Ultron from Avengers 2. Dun, dun, dun. So there's a, there's a theory that Ultron can come back since he was he was uh, AI. You know, he was a yeah. robot. So they killed all the robots and everything. But his brain or something could still be saved somewhere. Yeah. And I know would he help them or would he? Well, I know I didn't even tell you this. There was a comic book. I was watching YouTube videos. There's a comic book where Tony Stark makes a robot to defeat Thanos. Oh, I think I've and then I think I've seen this too. And then the robot gets greedy and then puts on his own Infinity Gauntlet. Um, that's part of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. I don't know if this is the same one as mine, mm-hmm. but he makes a robot that's designed to basically counteract the Infinity Stones yeah. or whatever. So some people are saying they use Ultron. If they still have him backed up somewhere and they have Shuri help to where he doesn't go all batshit crazy and try and kill everyone this time. Yeah. And they use him to fight Thanos. That'd be crazy. It would not do the time travel thing. Yeah. I actually had a dream about this. Okay. That I don't know, like, if I saw the movie or if we got leaked the movie, but, like, we saw the movie and they didn't use any time travel. And the movie was, like, completely not what we thought it was. I hope that's the case. I don't want there to be time like, travel. I think in my dream, and it's like a theory I read before, and I've actually talked to Riley about it. It's not going to happen. Was like that after Thanos wiped half the universe, like there was a bigger, badder dude who realized like that the world, or not the world, but um, the universe was vulnerable. So he came over to kind of like fuck everyone up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so the Avengers had to work together with Thanos to beat that guy. It's probably not going to happen. But that was like my dream I had. I was like, oh, that's they completely went a different direction. They fooled us. Well, there has been, I believe it was part of the toys that they make. They have like description on the toys and whatnot yeah. that they released beforehand that it says. The Annihilator, right? Or well, no, it was something it said that whatever, they make a team, they team up to de- defeat an even greater threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's even greater threat than Thanos. So it makes, you know, some people that's, have been yeah, speculating. That's really the theory. Yeah. yeah, that there's something else besides Thanos in this movie. And also there was um, there wasn't any shots, but someone on set of Avengers said that they recorded a scene where Doctor Strange is talking to a giant CGI character. Oh, is it the guy from the first one? Well, that's what they don't know. Oh, what? Dormammu. 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 Umamu. So they're thinking he could be either talking to Dormammu, who has, like in the comics, he's another big bad who could be just as bad as Thanos, yeah. basically. Especially if Doctor Strange doesn't have the time stone anymore. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. But yeah, there's that. So they're thinking there's another cosmic being or something. That's a bad guy. That'd be such like a comic book fans would like that. The Dormammu thing. But like the general audience would be so confused because Dormammu was not really in. You know what I mean? Like Doctor Strange wasn't a hugely popular Marvel movie. And then he wasn't really like. He was in the very end, but that was about it. He yeah. One scene with him. Yeah. So two. people would be like, oh, yeah, that guy was in the, like, who is that guy? Where yeah. like even Thanos, like, I mean, I didn't know about him when he they first introduced him 10 years ago or not not 10 years ago was six years ago. But I didn't really know much to begin with. Mm. But they at least built him. He was at least kind of more easily. They you know teased him through multiple movies. Yeah. So, yeah. But speaking of Doctor Strange, Tyler, you had a. Uh, end credits theory with Captain Marvel that I helped contribute to. You definitely did. I want you to just run through the whole thing. I'm not going to say a word. Okay. I want the chills on my back. Okay. Captain Marvel finishes. She's done with whatever she does. Sitting there with uh, Nick Fury, right? They're talking. You see someone call her name. They turn around. Who's this? It's Doctor Strange back in the 90s. Okay. He comes over and he tells Nick Fury and Captain Marvel what's going on. 
and that you know to expect Thanos. Yeah, and that Captain Marvel has to go in hiding or something. It's something. Mm-hmm. You hear Tony Stark calling out Doctor Strange's name. Doctor Strange opens his eyes, and it's when he was doing that weird time travel thing on Titan. And then that's the end of the credits. And that's the end of the credits. That is a genius idea. So that's how Nick Fury knew what was going on, knew when to page Captain Marvel. Yep. And there's another yeah, movie. Because why? That's Go a good point. We didn't even talk about that. Like, everyone was fading into dust. How would Nick Fury know that that's what's... I mean, obviously, you could say, like, oh, when something really bad happens, he yeah. calls Captain Marvel, and obviously that's really bad. Yeah, but He like, doesn't know what's going on. And how does, does he keep that pager on him 24-7? Yeah. Or did he just think, hey, this could be really bad, and, you know, this could be what I was warned of. Yeah, because... Time to bring this. It'd be weird for the first reaction as everyone's fading away to be like... Captain Marvel. Yeah. Unless he, he had knew something was going on. It. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another movie where people called it a plot hole or whatever, but uh, Nick Fury was talking to somebody and he said, you think you're the only superhero we keep our eyes on or whatever. Wasn't I want to say it was one of the Iron Mans, right? I'll look it, it up while been. you tell the story. But so he goes through this list and he says, you know, we keep an eye on this person, this person. And he Winter said, Soldier. It was Winter Soldier? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he goes through this list and one of the people he names, you know, that they keep a track on these superhuman beings is Stephen Strange. At the time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Stephen Strange was a doctor. This was before his accident, before he got all of his mystical powers and stuff. So not Doctor Strange, just Doctor Normal. Yeah, he was just normal Stephen Strange. Well, technically he was still Doctor Strange then. He was Doctor Strange, <laughs> but not, not like mystical Doctor Strange. So he would have had no reason to even know who Stephen Strange was or care about him. Yep. Unless he went back in time already and Nick already. Fury already knew he was going to become a yeah. superhero. Yeah. That sums it all up, Ty, and that's a, it did, it and you thing. got it totally from a YouTube video. No, I swear to God, I didn't. Dude, it wouldn't, and then we had an idea where that was like the first end credit scene, and then mm-hmm. you roll the regular boring credits with the black, and then at the end of those credits, why are you pointing at me? No, go ahead. Oh, and at the end of those credits, <laughs> you see like the pager on just like a table or something like buzz, and okay. then you just see her hand like pick it up yeah. and then fade to black. And then maybe they'll say like the Captain Marvel real return, like they always say that at the yep. end. Oh, 100% they're going to say that. Yeah. But yeah. So that he could explain to them what's going on and everything so they know. And that's how Nick Fury knows the page Captain Marvel. And that's when she's going to come back. That's genius. And it's not even one of those ones where it's like a fan theory cool idea. Like it's a it actually good makes idea that makes sense. sense. And I had a little bit of a fan theory end credits for uh, Endgame that mm-hmm. I told you during uh, Infinity War. Oh, this is all so yours. a year ago. <laughs> this totally depends on the legal side of things. If Disney can actually acquire Fox, you know, because there's the whole Monopoly thing, whether or not they bought him, but it's still under... It, been going on for a year but it's still undergoing the whole legal process and everything maybe there's a deal where they can use the superheroes before they get everything else i don't know this is obviously only if they get the x-men and fox and i'm kind of ruining it but at the end of the end game you know (laughs) we want someone to die we want someone to not be in the avengers anymore whether it's captain america iron man both maybe hulk does his own thing maybe all the original avengers even thor maybe they're all gone gone and they just go on with the new guys but anyways, you know, everyone's like torn up. People, some people died. Maybe some people said they were retiring. And it's like Spider-Man. Like he's supposed to be like the face of the next wave with like Black Panther, Doctor Strange. Who else is the new one? That's pretty much it, right? Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, uh, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. She's the most powerful. Maybe she's the one doing this monologue. But they're just like, damn, you know, what are we gonna do next? We need a leader. or We need something. And then you know, they're in a room, and it cuts to like a doorway, and you just see a silhouette standing there, and maybe one of them's like, who's that guy? And then you just see the freaking Wolverine claws like shing out from his hands. Just as in the a shadow. shadow. And they don't even show the face. They don't even show who's playing Wolverine. That would be so dope, man. That way they don't even have to worry about casting or anything Yeah, they, yet. they don't even have to hide, cast anyone yet. Just the shing. 
Everyone would know. Everyone would flip out. Or it's like Deadpool. <laughs> that would like, be great. What's up, bitches? <laughs> that wouldn't happen, but. Well, they did test the PG-13 Deadpool so he can basically join the Dude, Avengers. Dude, I didn't even think That's about why they that. did it. They did it to see if a PG-13 Deadpool movie could work so oh he could be part of the other God, movies. I didn't even think about mm-hmm. that. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. Dude, that totally makes sense. I just figured they had so much footage that they sat on that they wanted to make more money. Like when Anchorman 2 did it, they made the. The first one was PG-13. They re-released the R one. Yeah. Dude. No, I believe what the thing was is they wanted to make a PG-13 Deadpool to see if they could still make him vulgar in Deadpool, but within the restraints of PG-13. Because so, wow. I mean, Infinity War is PG-13, I believe. So he could I fit in with the other characters. That's so sm- I didn't even... You just blew my mind. Yeah. I know Disney said when they first... When the Fox thing was first going on, one of the main movie guys was saying... Because they were talking about like what they were going to do with Deadpool. And he's like, you know, we might not promote Deadpool at Disneyland. You might not see Deadpool with Mickey Mouse. But we're not going to change what Deadpool is just because he's owned by Disney. Yeah. And that's a smart thing. They can own these properties. You know, I took a calm law class. And my teacher was going... I don't remember him anymore. Shows how much I pay attention. But she was <laughs> taking us through all these entities that are actually owned by Fox. Or not by Fox, by Disney. That mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know about. Yeah. It's like kind of some like shady kind of... Not shady, but kind of more adult stuff. And Disney just doesn't, like, promote it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, so it's not necessarily associated with the Disney name, but they still are in charge of yeah. producing it. Obviously, this is different because Deadpool's huge. This whole purchase is huge, and pe- people would know. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to, like, not go to Disneyland because it's owned by Deadpool. Yeah. When there's no Deadpool reference there, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good – I didn't even think of the PG-13 thing, Tyler. I would love to see Deadpool in Endgame. Just a little teaser something. Or like a fourth wall break in the credits. Yeah. That would be great. Like, this is the movie you guys have been waiting for or something. <laughs> I could just see a funny... It won't happen because he won't be in this movie yet, I don't think. But, like, no Thanos just continually, like, killing him and everything. And he just, like, somehow regenerates. <laughs> like, that would be good. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, we're sitting at a minute 13. We had one more segment for you guys. Ty, do you think we should keep going or do you think we should just cut it here? We're at already over an hour. Let's just cut it. Just cut it? Yeah, we'll save that segment for later. Throw this... Oh, there we go. So we got a segment coming at you guys next week that we think you'll like. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely like it, but we'll see if all four of our viewers like it. <laughs> Tyler, I heard you got an outro song prepared for us finally. Yeah, no, um, I was actually working on my guitar with this one. Oh, a guitar. Okay, yeah. let's hear it. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park